The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It's time for a different take on spirituality for the modern world. Welcome to Big Universe with Jim Lefter. Hi, and welcome to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jim Lefter. I'll be your host for today. I'm kind of a spiritual journeyman and media producer type guy. I run a website with online courses called youthrivehere.com, and I'm at the Center for Spiritual Living Greater Baltimore at cslgreaterbaltimore.org. My regular co-host, Sarah Bowen, is out today, but she'll be back. But joining me in her place once again is super special guest co-host, Royce Kristen. Hi. Oh, that's a great intro. I love being the, the super special guest. I could just be the regular guest co-host or whatever. Well, there you film. go. There you <laughs> I go. I love that you guys keep asking me back. I have fun. And I always feel like I get the best interviews, the best people like you guys, but you always have great guests. So well, it's, you know, I don't feel like I'm taking from Sarah and she's so busy doing awesome things. I feel like it's a perfect, perfect balance. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll increase your paycheck for the next, uh, for the next uh, sessions. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You heard that everybody, right? Okay. Someone's recording. (laughs) So Royce is the author of the book, Scripting the Life You Want, Manifest Your Dreams with Just Pen and Paper. And he has a hit TV show by the same name on Sky TV in the UK. Now, Royce, what is very cool is that you are moving to prime time on Sky TV in the UK. We are. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, it started out as a morning show, like you said, on Sky uh, Channel 191 in the UK. We were on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8.30 a.m. And they, uh, they I guess they liked it. So it's a talk show. We uh, interview incredible people. Um, but the focus is on the bridge between science and spirituality and not the, <clears throat> I'll just say it, not the cuckoo scientists, but we have, you know, real <laughs> scientists that, you know, have you know, they, they run entire university, you know, departments and they've developed, you know, cures for things. We, we get the, the really good scientists on there talking about, you know, this incredible thing that's happening where the worlds of spirituality and science are actually meeting up and, 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 and merging in many ways. So I talk to pretty much anybody that fits into that science category and also just people that I enjoy or want the world to meet. But they asked, they liked that at Sky and they asked us, uh, it's, it's a new uh, channel they're launching called Feel Good Factor TV. So it was like in a test period and now they're going to prime time and we went from 8.30 a.m. to now 8.30 p.m. So <laughs> I'm really excited. Monday nights on channel 191 and you can watch it from anywhere in the world. Uh, you can go on any of my social media or websites and you could see it for free. Uh, it streams now. So, and it's a much easier time for us here in America because we used to have to stay up to like, you know, 1230 at night, which is late for me. 
<laughs> now I can watch it in the afternoon. I'm very excited about that part. That is very cool. And I've I've seen a little bit of the previews of the new uh, the new version of it and totally different. different. It is different and it's very awesome. I really oh, I really you. enjoy like, it. We have a theme song, like a real like there's a singer who sang a song for the show. It's still blowing my mind. It's just very cool. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to be talking with Marie Diamond today, and I'm, I'm really interested in her in her thoughts on abundance and feng shui. Um, you know, I I have some issues with feng shui. I I need to get some. I want to get some assistance on on how to go about because I get overwhelmed about uh, you know how to arrange things and how to you know clean up my house. Um, but I I know you've had some experience with feng shui. What's your experience been? Uh, it's been fantastic. It changed my life, honestly. And actually, that's why I'm so excited that Marie's on the show, because she specifically changed my life. She had uh, in her in her part in The Secret, she talked about painting, you know, what you wanted and, and basically painting yourself into the environment, the world, the career with the love that you want it. And I actually uh, had Maria on, on, on my show just, uh, we shot it a few weeks ago and I actually showed her, Jim, this is real. I haven't told you this. I had a picture of my bedroom when I was 18 years old and it had paintings that I had made based on her uh, suggestions from that movie. And that was sort of my introduction, but long story short, uh, you know, I got the relationship I wanted and then I started working in, in TV in much bigger roles. And I, I started down this journey of feng shui because of her and then sort of circled back to her about five or six years ago. Um, it changed my life. It is that other, she, and I, I hope we talk about this on the show because she says that, you know, there's the law of attraction, but that's just, that's just 33% of what's bringing in you, what you manifest. There's actually three things. So feng shui is one of those three. And, you know, she has such a great take on how to make it holistic, but to me, it's just been super easy. It's fun. And, you know, just a little bit at a time, honestly, and it, it's overwhelming for me and I've been doing it for years, but I always get roped into doing it for my parents and, you know, friends, not this year though, because we've been in a tricky year, but right, so right, it's, a little right. bit more, it's easier, but you know, I get it. I get the overwhelm, overwhelming because it can be, but it's like, if you take it one little tiny piece of a room at a time, even sometimes is better. I, I'll take your advice on that. And I'll take Marie's advice when we talk to her too. I'm excited. Me too. All right. So do you have a quote today? A dueling quote? Dueling quote. Yeah, mine's short, but I, I actually saw it on TikTok. Yes, I am a 32-year-old man on TikTok. Um, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I can't believe how I hate, I really hate social media, but it's so different. And anyway, I saw um, this, this, I wish I knew it's unattributed because the person who was saying it said she didn't even know where she had heard it, but here it is. Uh, in order to manifest and create your own reality, you must make your imagination stronger than your memory. Think that's, about it. That's great. I, I, I've heard that before. I don't know. I know, who, me too. But yeah, it's, I, I don't know who. who I, look, well, I looked into it actually yeah. for this show. And it's just one of those ones that have like 10 people to tribute it to, but right. no, no one def definitive. So, gotcha. all right, let me hear yours. I'm ready. All right. The opportunity for self-expression and compensation is always open to me. And I am at all times compelled to know, accept, and operate upon this opportunity. I have abundance because I am abundance. All that the Father hath is mine. 
Is that from? That's not Florence Govelshin, is it? That's actually Ernie Holmes, Ernest Holmes. Ah, from, okay. It sounded like Florence Govelshin, who's also amazing, just like good old Ernie. Ernie. Good old Ernie. <laughs> yeah, that's good old Ernie. <laughs> and I know the science of mind people love if I refer to. Yeah. I know. That's why I just said, "Oh God, we're calling him Ernie." Okay. <laughs> that's that's from Ernie. the science. That's, yes. That's from the science of mind textbook. That's great. I love him. He's awesome. I, I love it too. I, I think he's really a... Uh... Books like like books are people like him. And like, that's why I thought it was Florence Govelshing is if people from a hundred years ago who have work that still holds up today to me is the best because the fact that we can still read what they've written and it makes complete sense. There's no, you know, century gap in understanding. It's just completely straightforward to the point and beautiful. I love that. Me too. And there's so many classic books out there that really do get to the heart of things. I think sometimes that they can, you know, I would like to see some of them updated in language just because I think they can be a little more down to earth for what we're going through right now. But but they're definitely classics. And I think uh, oh, yeah. talk about the Fillmores and and Ernest Holmes and, and uh, Neville Goddard and all those folks, it just there's such a wisdom there. Yeah, it's it's just so cool, and it's neat to see the the evolution that's happening, like you said too. But I agree. I think some of the books. It's time for the updates. Very cool. Very cool. Are you ready to jump into the episode? I think she's gonna be your favorite guest. That I don't know ever because she's amazing. Yes, I'm very excited. Let's do this. Okay, let's go. Here's Martha Creek with a Unity Moment. Hi friends, this is Martha Creek. We're looking today at characteristics of resiliency. It's one of my favorite words, one of my favorite words in the whole of all the words in the whole world, resilience, resiliency. So what is it? Resiliency is the ability to adapt. An ability to adapt, it's my favorite part of humans even in tough times to adapt, to innovate, to become stronger even. As life challenges come our way, as life's the pains of life, the sufferings of life come our way, that we have a capacity, an innate capacity to adapt, to become stronger, to grow through them, not just to go through them, but to grow through them. So increasing resiliency though takes practice, takes some time, some cultivation, some effort, if you will. So I'm gonna put forth in this in this little segment here some possibilities for that, how we can practice this. So the first is today to gain perspective, to step back, to take a broader view what is in the larger context here? To then to say, now, wait a minute. In all times, in all situations, I've, been a, I've got through it. Yes, it was hard. Yes, it was a tough at times, but it wasn't fatal. So that I did it. So I can. I can also refer to other people that were able to get through tough times like that. So then I see, think about other people. I remember reading this week that... Um, um, Abraham Lincoln wrote one time with somebody in grief, while they're in grief, while they're in loss, that he said, in this sad time, sorrow comes to all. And it's often bitter. It's often with agony. So perfect relief is not possible except with time, except with resilience. 
And even though in those times we cannot believe that we'll ever feel any better. However, Martha Creek says and Abraham Lincoln says, that is not true. This is not true. We are sure to be relieved in time. And knowing this and drawing on this and keeping this broad perspective about this in certainty and truly believing it or believing that someone believes it even when I can't is going to make me less stressed and less anxious now. So I'm speaking from experience when I say we are sure to be relieved. So friends, hang in there. You're sure to be relieved. And contact me, MarthaCreek.com, MarthaCreek.com, if there's any way I can serve you. All blessings. Bye-bye. And now it's time for our interview. Marie Diamond says she's lived a magical life. She's manifested her most incredible dreams, living in all of her favorite places in the world and meeting and helping millions of people worldwide. For the last 25 years, she's been a spiritual mentor and feng shui master to hundreds of thousands of students worldwide, top public speakers, international best-selling authors, celebrities in the music and movie industries, politicians, and top athletes. Recognized as a global energy master, she's also the author of Transform Your Life, How to Get the Best Results in Attracting Success, Abundance, Health, Romance, and Wisdom, along with her other books. She was also featured in the movie The Secret. Marie, it's so wonderful to have you on Big Universe. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here. I'm so excited. Well, we're excited to have you. And, uh, you know, I, I love your energy. To me, your energy really comes through. Even on as we record this over the uh, over the interwebs, uh, <laughs> your, your energy comes through. And I, I love that sparkling energy. Thank you. So I'm curious, um, how do you pronounce it? Is it feng shui or feng shui? Which is the best way to pronounce it? Well, I, you know, either way works. So whatever works best with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, how did you find out about feng shui and, and the law of attraction in the first place? How did you get into this philosophy? Yeah, well, I was lucky to have a, a spiritual mentor quite early on in my life that started sharing with me about visualization when I was about seven already, that I, if I would um, draw something and draw it over and over again on paper, I mean, as a child, you know, don't know what visualization is, but like, if I want to have a happy home that I had to draw it over and over again, if I want to have um, harmony, I had to draw this. So I was like always drawing everything I wanted. And I put the drawings actually on my, I call it my vision wall. I didn't even know about the word vision board to be honest at that time. So everything I wanted, uh, the people I wanted to meet and some of the people I met later and, and helped, you know, even celebrities were actually already on my vision wall when I was young, right? And it was in my home and I was like, so I was always looking at it and kind of talking to it. And it was like, you know, very child childlike, but I still do that actually. I still look at my vision board, talk to my vision board, you know, um, kind of making that all like as a visual. And uh, so I did that like from my seven till my 15 already quite intensely. And, um, but then at 15, I had a, a very bad accident. I was run over by a truck. Oh I actually got killed. Um, so um, they kind of thought it was gone. And 
thank God my mom came to the accident place and started screaming. She had, they had to start reviving me. And so they did. And I actually, you know, went to the other side. So I, what we call it in the death experience, I went to the light. And there I had a very intense uh, visual that would like all beings of light, I cannot describe it differently. And that I got, you have to go back because you're here to enlighten more than 500 million people. Wow. So I woke up with that, that very clear message. And so I was in the hospital recovering. And then I was able to talk to my mentor a few months later and I said, what did I do wrong? I mean, I've been visualizing an amazing life. I've been doing all the right things. I'm a role model. <laughs> Literally, every mom wanted to have a girl like me as a teenager. <laughs> I was so good. <laughs> you know, really, my mom was like kissing her hands to have such a great daughter. <laughs> right? I was smart and, and, you know, doing everything I could, helping in the household, everything. But the, you know, my mentor said, you have bad feng shui. And that's how I started understanding that there was an aspect that we call the environment was contributing to my law of attraction. And I was sleeping in a place that I really hated. I had nightmares. I would always read as late as I could just not to get into the energy of the space. And so once I then moved to another uh, room, um, like my life shifted around. It's like from being bullied at school and being seen as the nerd, I become more popular. I had friends. She I had dated the friends. hottest guy in school with the leather jacket. The hottest I mean. guy in school. <laughs> and I was not the hottest girl. You know, you have to put that out there, right? No, that's I had true. like thick glasses, you know, braids. You know, I just did not look as the one that could get the hot guy, right? And we dated for about two years, by the way. So, it was like suddenly like all this magic started happening and my health improved. And so then I was like, okay, there's something here. And what I did instead of my vision wall, I kind of created my whole house, my whole room became like my vision uh, room. And I put images everywhere uh, where I knew that that was important um, according to my birthday. And so everything I wanted, it was like, I was living literally in a vision board. That's kind of what I did, right? And so this is how I got into it. And I started practicing and practicing as much as I could. And then when I was in my early 31, I really was able to connect in with a, a grandmaster in feng shui and that accepted me as the first European student he ever had. And so from there, I just, you know, went on this journey. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I definitely want to get into the the meaning of transformation, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But I, you have a really interesting story about how you traveled to the U.S. Um, and encountered uh, Jack Canfield and other folks. I, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about, you know, what what made you make the decision to kind of take that adventure? Well, you know, um, I was living in Belgium. I was teaching there, um, you know, teaching people and doing seminars. And, um, but you know, if you want to reach 500 million people, Belgium is just a little bit too small. I mean, it's only 10 million people. So after doing this for five years, I thought like, you know, I need to kind of go to a bigger place. And so I started going to America, always wanted to live in America. And I went back and forth and started really my uh, teaching, my seminars, like literally from nobody in the room, you know, like 20, 30, like just building things up, right? And then one day I woke up, I was in San Francisco, teaching and I woke up very clearly with a very big voice in my head like you have to move here in three weeks 
Oh my so goodness. I literally called my husband. We just had purchased a big home of seven bedrooms. I was doing really well at that time. I had put all my savings in it. And so I called my husband and said, start packing. We're moving in three weeks to California. And he, and he what was, was his like, reaction? Yeah. Oh, he was super happy. He always wanted to live in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was like, okay, we'll rent a place. We're good, you know. So literally three weeks later, I was with seven suitcases. And my youngest son, my oldest son, thought like, yeah, I'm waiting this one out. <laughs> and, um, and I arrived and I already had rented a home like for three months because I did not know how I was going to move forward, right? I was just like, okay, just jumping. We'll figure out the legal stuff later, right? right? And we did, of course. Um, but um, the whole point was I arrived and I was like, oh my God, I rented an empty space with seven suitcases. Um, my husband, my son, and a dog. We brought the dog along, right? <laughs> and so, but there was nothing in the house. I talked. So as I arrived, there were seven students that picked me up and said, oh, we kind of went to our garage. And I thought, like, what does that mean? You know, everybody does garage sales in America. Right. So instead of doing the garage sales, they actually put together a whole house for me. Oh, I never and knew that. Literally, I opened the door. There was a whole living room, a whole office with fax and computer and everything from their garages, you know, towels, a bed. I mean, anything. Talk like, about manifesting. Oh, my God. I, yeah, the only thing I had to buy was uh, a table with four chairs. That was all. Like, <laughs> literally, the rest was there. And I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, why do you guys do that? Well, we want you to keep, we want to keep you here. Right? I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And literally two weeks later, I was doing um, a big seminar. And so I had to really get 30 people to pay uh, before, so I could pay for the rent. I mean, that was like my minimum. And only 10 people showed up. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't pay the rent because all my savings were in the house. So I had like, I had to really start from scratch again before I could sell it, you know? And what happened was that the 10 person said, you know, uh, there will be some other friends coming, but they're a little bit delayed. They have to travel. And by noon, the 30th person walked in, right? And that was Marcy Shimov. That was also in the movie, The Secrets. And she was so blown away by my work and my energy. And she said, oh, I want you as my mentor. I want you as my, I want to be your student. And I'm going to open up some doors for you. And so she opened the doors to Jack Canfield, John Gray. So suddenly she liked to Marion Williamson. I mean, she opened all these doors for me. And, um, and literally, I know if I would not have said yes to that, I would have missed a train, like a train of sequences. Yeah. That ultimately led me to the secret because as I met on Jack Canfield, he introduced me to be part of a transformation leadership council, like a, um, a, a mastermind group. And that led me into the secret and led me to where I am now. So I knew if I just didn't jump that moment, I would have lost it. And perhaps I would have become famous later on, but not at that moment. And that was the moment in time. The secret, I mean, is is what I mean. That changed the world. I think that's a bigger. You you've often said, you know, it, it, it may not have won an Oscar, but it more people know about the secret. I think than a lot of the movies that have won Oscar. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't did I love? There's a story I love of uh, where Jack Canfield. You were at his house uh, with that with the rent where he, you had to move or something was happening, and he actually yeah. helped. 
Could you tell that story? Because I love Oh yeah, that. it's One a really favorites. lovely love attraction story. So I got pregnant. So it was the first year I was there. And um, in uh, I was living just in San Francisco and I was pregnant. And my daughter in my dream was giving me, like, I have to be born in Santa Barbara. You have to move to Santa Barbara. And I'm like, okay, where is that? Right? So then I started going to Santa Barbara, trying to find a house, couldn't find a house. And then she started giving me more dreams. And one of the dreams was um, the wife of Jack Canfield has information for you to find your house. So I'm like, who's Jack Canfield? I, at that point, I did not know yet. Right. So I called Marcy and I said, Marcy, who's Jack Canfield? You know, she's like, well, he's the author of Chicken Soup of the Soul. I gave you the book. Now the book was next to me on the nightstand. But I looked at the book from the perspective, it's my friend, Marcy Shymov, not Jack Canfield. Right. And I'm like, oh, is he known? I mean, <laughs> he already had sold 80 million books at that time. I had no clue. I didn't know anyone in this industry, right? So she said, okay, I'm going to call him. So she called him and his wife, not him, his wife. And so she didn't come back to me. I got another dream. My daughter said in my dream, you have to go back. She lost your number. So we recalled and she lost my number. She said, oh, come over. So I come over literally and um, having a meeting with his wife. I'm not interested in Jack Canfield. Who cares about the guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew she had information. And as I was there, she's like, I've been looking around in our area, beautiful area where they live. And, and Oprah like, lives oh, there, Ellen DeGeneres. It's one of the biggest, yes, for people listening, it's, one of the biggest it's a big areas, celebrity right? hotspot. So I, you have to understand, I barely make money, right? And I'm going to live in an area where these guys live, right? So um, literally, um, I said, yeah, don't worry. My husband is finding the house right now as we speak. And literally, he found at that time as we were speaking, a house about a mile away from them. And um, so short stories, uh, st short, what happened is, you know, I get a phone call, like, okay, you can go and visit the house this afternoon. And so Jack comes in and said, you know, I really want you to do my feng shui, you know, things are not going like I want. And so we make an, an appointment for the Monday. So we have this appointment. I'm back in his home and they call, yes, you have the house. But you have to put a deposit of $5,000 in. Yeah. Now, at that time, I had $1,000 in my bank account. I mean, that's it. Right. I was just starting again. Right. You have to understand. Right, 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 right. And so, you know, I said to him, you know, um, I, I really need to put a, a check in, Jack. Can you write a check? Because normally it's his, his account. He said, oh, yeah, I can do this for you. So he write, wrote a check and it was like a deposit on what he had to pay me. And it was like 4000 or something. And so he gave me the check. I rushed because the check was already deposited. I rushed to the bank by six <laughs> o'clock. I got in the house. A week later, I moved like a mile away from Jack Canfield in Hope Ranch, you know, Santa Barbara, right? between the multimillionaires it's and I was like laughing yes. when we moved in I said to my husband I'm sure we're the only one with just hundred dollars on our bank account <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's, that's wonderful it's yeah the story. I love that so, but so I just gonna... jumped for it I just jumped for it and awesome. this is part of the law of attraction you know it's like I have such a faith you know I just jump on things right and so the next day I was there I get a phone call from Jerry Hall from the ex from Rolling Stones, right? She's like, I heard about you. Can you be in a movie? I want you to do my home. And right away, I had so much celebrities within a month that wanted me to work with them. That's so awesome. Well, we'll be right back on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to a slightly off-kilter look at spirituality. This is Big Universe with Jim Lefter. Welcome back to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. Well, Marie, um, I have tons. Of, we both have tons of questions for you. First off, I have to say that uh, you, when you mentioned that your your daughter was giving you messages uh, before she was born, I have to say the only message I received from my son was pepperoni pizza. I don't know if that uh, <laughs> if that matters or not. But let me ask you some questions <laughs> about. Uh, transformation. What does transformation mean to you? Well, for me, transformation is really growing into your full potential. Yeah. So everybody has such a capacity of love, such a capacity of success, of uh, abundance, of great health. But, you know, we are limiting ourselves by our thoughts, our minds, uh, our hearts sometimes, our environment, our beliefs. And so transformation is like we it's like the journey, to be honest, to go from these limitations that we have into believing and following this path of law of attraction so that we are really reaching our full potential as effortless as possible. I love that. And you're doing, oh, can I, I wanted to say, Marie, you've been doing a lot of work with Africa lately. Talk about transforming. I think that's a, a an area of the world right now that's going through a major transformation. And you've yeah. been doing a lot of work down there. Can you talk about it uh, for a minute? Because yeah. I think it's just so cool who you're working with and you're doing such amazing transformational work there. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, one of the continents that uh, for many years I was not so focused on because, you know, like Europe and America and, you know, the, the Asia. Um, but, you know, at a certain point last year, it was like so much information came to me about Africa and African women. And I met some incredible African women where they do such a information uh, changes and, and transformation to young women. Um, that are like so ready to to change the world and you know their a career their how the families are living together and so I really felt that was so important for me to contribute that and so um, you know we're very soon we will have another big event coming up where we have a lot of African women can kind of share what is what great gifts they have for us because we always kind of look down at, at Africa you know especially from Europe you know because we had so much colonies there and so but you know I always felt you no know, no there's so much it's such a treasure there it's time for us to open up to the treasure not just the treasures from the ground the resources but the treasures of the people you know the the great joy the great gifts that they have what they can share with to us you know and so the women there are just mind-blowing you know a lot of the um, first ladies as we call them that are uh, governors wives and um, you know tribal uh, leaders you know or the women of tribal leaders because they're all like there's like an emancipation happening right now yeah. you know an opening and also a me too movement happening right now in africa you know after three years ago in um in north america where women that are abused are just saying stop this is not possible the government has to do something about it i mean it's a it's a huge wake-up call right now for the women and it's so so amazing to be part of it 
That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, you talk about when you talk about transformation in your book, you talk about three aspects of transfer transformation um, that you learned from your feng shui grandmaster, Master Yap. You talk about heavenly luck, human luck, and earthly environmental luck. But can you talk a little bit about heavenly luck? What's what do you mean by that? Yeah, of course. So heavenly luck is. You know, I believe that everyone has a soul, a light that you come into in this world and you, you take on the, your, your name, your identity, but, you know, you have kind of chosen where to be born, which parents, I know you don't always believe you, you chose your parents, but, you know, <laughs> it, it is like you have chosen some talents and some challenges. And so you can actually change some of that, you know, by some decisions. Like I was born in Belgium. I made the decision to live in America and to live in different places. So I changed what we would call the destiny. The, the spiritual aspect is your destiny, your karma, sometimes your fate. And so you can change that by releasing um, ancestral information. You can release it by, um, you know, doing some karma clearing, but also to by prayer, by meditation, by, you know, opening up yourself to, okay, the connection with God, with the universe, right? And to be led by that. Yeah. And so the second part is called your human luck. And that's actually what the self-improvement world is really focusing on. And that is, you know, how is your mindset? You know, how, uh, how are your feelings? Are you stuck in the feelings of anger and fear and sadness? Or are you opening up to uh, compassion and gratitude, right? Changing your mindset, you know, from negative to positive thoughts, but also the actions that you take, you know, do you take actions for yourself or they're egoistic or they are altruistic or you're being of service to others? So that is um, a part that the self-development said, that is the 100% the reason how you can do transformation. And I don't agree with that because, you know, the first part, the spiritual part is what the, the spiritual world will say, the religion will say, you can, you go this direction. I believe that is all a part of it. But what I learned from my grandmaster is the third part, and that is the environment. That's what I learned at 15 because I was very religious. You know, I was praying a lot. You know, I was going to the mass every week, you know, or sometimes every day even. And so I was doing good thoughts, good feelings, good deeds, you know. But that was not enough because my environment was telling a different story. And so your environment is where you live, where you sleep, where you work. And, you know, the function masses for about 4,000 years have started feeling and understanding and practicing, you know, certain principles that really work to change your home around. And when you do that, it's like a foundation. So your thoughts will be more clearer. Your feelings will be more in harmony. Your uh, actions will get more results and it will be easier to connect in with the universe with God. So it's like a foundation. And once you align all of that, that is where transformation really happens. That's what happened in my life. I mean, I just for everybody listening that, I mean, Marie's work over the last, I mean, 15 years now. I mean, how long ago was the secret? 12, 13, adding the environmental aspect. And Jim, you know this, that is literally what shifted my life. Cause you know, I, I feel very blessed to have had the heavenly luck aspect, I think. And, you know, I, I work really hard at the mind and I've, but it yeah. was, it was that what everybody had. And, you know, that's why they call Marie this through the secret behind the secret, because it was a lot of that. It's so many people's stories, even people who are in the secret were, had all the other pieces, but it was, no one thinks about the environment, that three, di yeah. a three dimensional vision board, that, that world you're living in, if it's cluttered and if it's bare walled, if it's, you know, there's so many aspects that to me 
was like, it makes me teary eyed still just how thankful I am to you because it just, it changes your life. So if you're listening, you know, it, it, Marie has such incredible, valuable information beyond the feng shui aspects because your environment encompasses so many different yes. pieces. It's not just, you know, people think of feng shui and maybe think of certain things, but it's so awesome. There's so much there that changes your life. I think, I think the results are more immediate. Do you find that too? I, to me, I yes. think- Yes, they are quicker because, you know, for the mindset to change it, you need to really do very disciplined, you know, every day, you know, positive thinking, positive thinking. And if Let's your environment's not supporting it, it's like yeah, hard to it's do. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to be always positive and to feel positive. I mean, let's be honest. Right. You know, right. life sometimes brings stuff that is not easy. But what we have seen, if you change your directions, if you are hanging other things it's like the shift that happens is so quick and literally within literally people say within 10 days within a few weeks like like somebody was just sharing yesterday she said i've been trying to get that promotion to be a director of the company for five years i did everything i could she said i just changed a few things that you told me like four weeks ago in, a, in an online class two weeks ago i got the promotion and uh, and i asked my uh, you know, my CEO, like, why do you give it now to me? He said, I don't know. I thought you were ready. You know, it's like she was already ready for five years, to be honest. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but exactly. it was like her environment was not ready to receive it. Which is know? like you with Steven Spielberg and uh, you had one Oscar and, and yeah. then you had to put more out, right? And that's that's when Steven Spielberg came to you. It yeah, because you, you have ready. to be open and and so sometimes you're opening your mind and opening your heart but your environment your home your office is sometimes closed off it's blocking you instead of opening it to to all the gifts that are coming in so there are some principles that are so amazing to work with and it's so easy that's so whole. easy it's it's fun i like you know we're i do the yearly flying star feng shui from marie and and we just did a class and I, i've been doing it for the last month really but the last couple of days just getting everything in and it's fun it's so much fun you know people I, I anybody out there listening it's not hard it is just i love doing it and it feels good you can sense in the air and the energy shift immediately it's it's it, yeah. and sometimes it's as simple as shifting where your bed is or your couch i mean it's really simple things but huge yeah, and adding some colors you know yes it's like that's the whole point you know i really work with diamond feng shui with 24 specific colors and so when you work with these colors in certain areas it's like the energy shifts and so and we all can get a certain color of a an <laughs> candle or pillows i mean yeah. it's quite easy stuff to be honest and changing sometimes an image or something mm -hmm. but um I, I when i really studied feng shui i mean i'm a traditional feng shui master you know i really studied the ancient text but i kind of made it a little bit more sexy i would say more colorful than the traditional feng shui which is why it's so accessible now I'm gonna to have to have Royce or somebody come over to my place because I'm colorblind. So I, I'm I'm gonna have a little difficulty with the colors. Oh my god! I didn't. Uh, I've known you forever, Jim. I never knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you say that your home is the soundboard of of God of the universe in your book. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I believe everything is the universe. You know, we are the universe. Everything is the universe. It's all a reflection of this um, universal force, right? Um, may the force be with you, right? As you say in Star Wars fans. Language. Yay! Um, but it is really, there's energy in everything, 
right? And so, you know, if we really want to tell the universe, to tell God what we really want, you know, it's not just what you think, what you feel. It, it is also everything that is around you. And it's not that we have to make our home a temple, right? We are not monks, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need to make it a temple, but we need to create some harmony and some peace around us, yeah? And so when you, for example, have too much clutter, you know, I always say, do you think God will really like to sit around here when there's so much clutter and chaos around you? You know, God will say, okay, let's go to nature then, right? So think about in nature, right? We have that harmony and that peaceful energy. And so if we can bring that inside our house in some way, just the energy of it, then, you know, the soundboard of the God within you, right, will be clearer to connect in with God in the world, right? And so it is like a, I would say almost like a, a three-dimensional vision board, but even a, a soundboard, a um, like on like Times Square, like, yeah, you, you, it's like a neon light energy, like you're sending it out, right? And even if you don't think about it, your home will still connect with God and the universe in uh, creating what you want because you know the universe is working 24 hours a day, not when you think about it, yeah? So yeah. your home can then support you in this. And that's kind of what I believe is feng shui. Uh, you know, I have to confess something here in that, you know, my house is a little bit of a mess. Uh, you know, I, okay. I really need to, I need to work on my feng shui. Absolutely. But I get overwhelmed sometimes when I say, oh my gosh, I gotta, I've got to get this together, but I start working on it and I, I just go crazy. What are some steps or, or some little ways I can get started to make that change? Yeah. Well, the first of all is you always want to declutter the entrance. Yeah. Hmm. So the entrance is where like all the energy is coming in because you're walking in there, right? God comes with you. The universe is in you. So always declutter the entrance. That's the first thing. Second thing, uh, declutter your bedroom. Yeah. So you have a better night's sleep. So your night stands under the bed, on the, the ground, clear that up. Yeah. So you will sleep better. You'll be waking up with more energy in the morning. Yeah. The, sec the third thing I would like you to do is your desk, you know, where you're working, where you do your conferences, that must be clear, yeah, because you always have to think everything is energy, and you have an aura field, an energy field around you, so if you want to be concentrated, make sure at least, like, where your arms are, like, that area is totally clean and decluttered. It's better even to put it on the ground under your desk than to see it next or right of you, yeah? So these are some simple things to do. And then the fourth step is you, you know, you can uh, always first declutter your success direction. So you can go to get your uh, Marie Diamond app. It's free on Apple Store or Google Play Store. And you fill in your birthday and you literally will actually be able to put in your gender and you will get a compass. Mm. And then you hold that compass and it shows the success direction, yeah? And so literally, yeah, that is kind of, yeah. So the Royce blue is showing one, his phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a success direction. So for example, for a certain person, success direction is here, hmm. right? And so if you then look at it, you know, I'm in my daughter's room right now because of the <laughs> Wi-Fi. If that's her success direction, my God, she needs to clean that one up, yeah? So, so it is like your success direction always has to be clean. And when you do that and you kind of look at it one corner after another, you don't have to do all at once, yeah? 
entrance, bedroom, your office, right? Um, and then if you say like, I want romance, there is a relationship direction that everybody has, you will look at your relationship direction. If you say, well, I'm having problems with health, you would look at your health direction. So it's not that you have to do it all at once, you know? But if you have a lot of boxes and things and you're like, I, I'm not ready to let go of that, you can put it somewhere and just put like a white sheet over it so that you don't see the boxes. Your subconscious mind is not getting troubled with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you put it like all on one side, you put something over it. And then when you're ready, you will tackle it. Yeah. That changed my um, mom's life. She put fabrics, beautiful fabric because of what you suggested in yes. something years ago. And she finally was able to actually calm down enough, do other things. And then she got rid of the boxes finally. And it was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a simple thing, but it was, it was it's very a very simple thing, but I've seen it so many times that people literally, they put something over it. it. It feels like it's, it's gone, but then they kind of have more energy because if you see clutter, your brain waves really go in depression, you know? And so once it's kind of, you know, invisible, the brain is like getting more energy, it's like, oh, I, I can see life again in a different way. And then you have time enough and space enough and energy enough to really start decluttering. So that's what I would suggest to you, Jim. So health, obviously, right now, we're, we're dealing with a pandemic. And so health is forefront in a lot of people's minds. Yes. Um, what kind of thoughts do you have on, on how we might, you know, you know, deal with the, the current pandemic? Well, you know, um, from a feng shui perspective, you know, um, last year we were in the water rat year and uh, the rat year is always a year of infections. Yeah, I think about a pest came through the rats. Yeah. So I actually told people there would be a huge infection coming um, from the east to the west, what exactly happened. And it would, it would touch people's hearts and lungs. Yeah. Hmm. And that's exactly what happened. So yes. there was like that energy was there. Now we are in the year of the golden ox. So we're going to go step by step slowly. I think towards the fall, we start getting in a better way because, you know, if you think about the rat, I mean, it's not such a pleasant thing to look at. If you look at an ox, it's strong, it's, you know, capable of pulling a lot of weight, right? And so that is the energy right now, that people will start getting more strength, more energy again, and, and moving forward. So I do believe we're, we're on the right track, you know, to get better, for sure. But we also need to look at our home. You know, our home can actually lift up us because now it's not only just physical health that is in jeopardy. It's also our mental health that's in jeopardy, right? After one year, you know, of going through this pandemic, it's not just that we are afraid of getting the virus. We already are infected in our mental well-being, right? And so I suggest to people, make sure you are airing your home enough, like open the windows, even if it's cold, even if it's five minutes, let fresh air come in because your brain will start having more oxygen. It will be easier for you. Use lavender, like essential oils and spray it in your house, like lavender mist. Your energy will be calmer. You'll feel more uplifted, especially when you go to sleep, put some lavender essential oil, like on your pillow, like left and right, will sleep much sounder. So you will have more energy. And of course, you know, uh, you want some warm smell like vanilla, uh, cookie smell uh, as candles. So you feel like relaxed and calm. So your home can really be that calming place, but you need to 
try to you know improve it with smells and and fresh air and also noise you know we have too much the, the phone on the computer on the television on make sure that at least like a half hour or an hour a day there's no noise in your house you know because it, we are overwhelmed by things we see what things we hear beep 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 it's all there right mm -hmm. just Put the phone off for an hour, television off for an hour, tablets off for an hour, just relax, cup of tea, cup of coffee, whatever you want, have a conversation, relax. So that is a little bit of calmness and silence in your home. That will bring you a, a whole new level of good energy in your house. Yeah, my phone has been, I, this is not a joke. My phone has been on silent since 2012 and that changed my life. I, I just keep it on silent and, and that allows you to check it when you want to, instead of yeah. being, you know, the, uh, it's just not when everybody else wants to get a hold of you. It's a, that's a great tip. I always tell people to do that. Yeah. And I text them all the time. I don't understand. Yeah, but I always respond hours later. <laughs> if I have the phone and I look down, I will respond. But otherwise, I just keep it. Yeah, the and it's a really very simple thing. But you know, the thing is, if we look down, we're actually the focus will be here on our reptilian brain. And so we get more in fear. So when you look at phones, always look up. Because when you look up, you will fo focus on your frontal cortex and you'll be much more positive. So don't look down, always look up on the phone. It's a very simple change in your mind. Oh, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah. So you talk about transformational principles and you know, in the book, you talk about six health principles, six success principles, six relationship principles and, and six wisdom. Yes. Um, I wondered, I just want to pop in to a couple of those. And, you know, one of the words that, that uh, pops out to me is magnificence. Yes. What does that mean? Well, you know, um, we can focus on the abundance of life. You know, it's a transformation principle. And that's like the color for that is gold. But magnificence is like, I love that. It's like magnifying what you already have. Like it's like creating exponential reaction. It, it's almost like when you look at bread, it kind of is a little bit of a, a dough and then it magnifies to a beautiful bread, right? So, or a little flower, you know, and suddenly like a little butt, right? And suddenly it's like this beautiful rose, right? So that is the magnificence and that is connect with silver. It's like when we polish our silverware to make sure our windows are clean. It's like, everything is like crystal you know, magnificent vibration. And so a lot of people forget to see the magnificence of life. I mean, they are always thinking about, I need to have more money, but the magnificence is there is already so much that you have, you know, uh, honor that more, uh, polish it more, you know, see more the wonder of it. You know, that's the magnificence. It's such a wonderful word. I love that word. Um, so if you had one piece of advice to give to our listeners, just one step or one, you know, leap that they could make to bring abundance and, and work with, you know, uh, 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 transformation, what would that be? Well, I think what I would say is, um, first of all, I would like you to believe a little bit more in yourself, you know, um, because too many people are kind of, underestimating their own power. Um, they are not um, seeing enough what they can do in life. You know, they are so much sometimes in fear. So 
you know, I always say to people, if somebody like me can um, just, you know, start from nowhere, like a small town in Belgium, right? So, and can become one of the great uh, transformational teachers in the world by believing. I really believed in myself, you know? I believed also in God. You know, I believed that God had a path for me, that the universe, you know, was just guiding me forward, right? Um, and just believe a little bit more in yourself. And so that is that will bring you a whole new level uh, in your existence. And so even if the rest doesn't believe, I mean, people didn't believe in me, to be honest. I believed in myself, you know? I said, I don't care if they don't believe in me. I know I will go somewhere. You know, I am here and I kept connecting with my vision. Like every day I would wake up in the morning and still today I'm like, okay, I'm here to enlighten more than 500 million people. Just show me how. And that could be one person, could be two people. I, it doesn't matter. As long as you're making a difference and believing that you can make a difference, yeah, the people will show up so you can help them. I love that. And you make a huge difference, I think, just to the world. You've already reached 500 million. Now it's got to be 5 billion. I mean, by the, by, it's, just, it's amazing how many people. I'm really working on the end more now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I and love that. Lord. And it, well, and and now there's new generations. Your your kids. I mean, there's just so many people that are, that are coming up that are learning from you that will go on to teach millions of people too. It's it's just like it's you've started this this movement. I just love that about it. And it, just, yeah, it is so beautiful. I just got a vision board from somebody. She so the mother did the vision board and the law of attraction, and she just her nine year old made her made a vision board and send it up to me. And I was like, I'm so touched. Oh, I love that. That's I wonderful. love that. That's, That's wonderful. So cool. Well, Marie, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on Big Universe. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And thank you, Jim, for what you do for the world and transforming it with your amazing uh, programs and your great heart. Thank you oh, so much for that. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you, Royce, for introducing me. <laughs> yeah i can see you thank you thank you marie and thank you for coming on you know i love you to death i love you both to death so i was happy to be here <laughs> you, you can find more information about marie diamond and about her work her books her courses at mariediamond.com for more information about royce christian go to roycechristian.com and check out his book scripting the life you want and his sky tv show by the same name i've got freemium video courses and help to create them on my website called youthrivehere.com Thanks, everybody. I'm Jim Lefter. We'll talk with you next time on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.